0: It's a, it's a lion Oh, it's a lion It's a lion, it's a lion It's a lion dum, da, dum, dum. I see dead people. It. It's it's awesome. people Here's Johnny Stop We have such sights to show you Bring the motherfucking ruckers Fuck you too <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a camp thing Yeah that's yep. all I remember. You ever have a camp thing? I actually do. I remember. I remember very vividly having a camp thing when I was when I was younger. Um, my family loved to pawn me off uh, to a, a Christian like Bible camp. Really, it was just full of negligent teenagers. Yeah. Too too horny for their Bibles.
1: Absolutely.
0: I definitely remember sneaking out of my cabin a handful of times to go. Mm-hmm talk to the girls. Oh bro, I section. snuck
1: out of the cabin with the counselors at a, <laughs> at a Christian Bible camp. That's yeah. even
0: more legendary. No I was part just going of it. I was just going to kiss a girl's face, you know.
1: Well, you know, there was some of that, but um mostly at the Christian Bible camp I I stayed abstinent on on my own uh on my own behalf. It wasn't uh because I wanted to, but uh, it was more that I was just uh, I just wasn't there.
0: You were a tyke. You were a tiny boy.
1: Not even that. Oh, okay. no, I just just, sucked. just out of choice. No, no, I not out sucked. of choice. I just sucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so believe it or not, uh, one of my friends that I actually met at this Bible camp that yeah. I went to when I was like fucking 13 mm-hmm. is actually a friend of mine on this show.
1: Oh, that's cool. Who is after
0: it? after like ten years of not talking to him? I wow. found out he had a YouTube, and I loved his stuff. Yeah. So I messaged him and I said, "Get on my show," and he agreed to it. He lives Whoa. in he lives in Georgia now. And What's he
1: doing down there?
0: Just working. Dude, just
1: why, working. Why in Georgia though? I'm working. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what <laughs> whose whose
0: life leads them uh, down to the devil's coast. But, Absolutely. But uh, the devil's coast. but we. We we reconnected after like twelve years, and his episodes wow. are great. It's a shout out to Ramses Vanderslice. He's a he's a solid guy. Our first episode that Dude, that's
1: I, my favorite pizza shop, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ramses Vanderslice. Yeah. When when I knew I was having him back on the show, the first episode uh, I read with him in the first story was called. Um, this this one time at Bible camp and the story was called Bible camp, and oh, and I I had perfect. to read it with him, of all people I had to read that story with. Uh, shout out to Ramses VanderSlice. Uh, Cheers. He he's he's up to his like fourth or fifth episode so far. He he was a he was a new guest in like season, I want to say season four somewhere, and uh, he just recently came on and he did a two parter with me. So, uh, shout out to the Showers. <laughs> that was a fun series. Um, Literally only like ten episodes ago. So Ramsey, go if you're back looking for a, a sofa,
1: man, I got you. Come up to my store. You're gonna have to ship it down to him. Well, we don't do shipping.
0: <laughs> we do handling. Yeah. We <laughs> don't do shipping. We, we only just we handle <laughs> the sofas. <laughs>
1: we handle them. We don't ship them. Uh it's too dangerous. And they're only shelf stable for so long, so. Um
0: we get you on a we get you on a sofa uh, schedule. We get you on a sofa um, subscription. Yeah. Where a new one just shows up at your house.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like month. a monthly. Yeah, it's like a monthly. A, every month you get a different sofa. <laughs> uh, you do have to ship the old one back again. We don't do shipping. So uh, you got to you got to do that back yourself.
0: Oh, we won't shit. pay for it no so we, we don't won't pay, pay for, for we it. don't pay for anything you yeah. pay you pay out the ass for every single extra and like i said we don't do shipping um what we do is handling
1: yeah well what you um, can so do the is the couch is
0: going to show up in whatever structure it's going to show up in
1: which is usually edible um edible, i i right. like to uh you
0: did say that before
1: at some point yeah who knows <laughs> but uh no i you know what i like to recommend is you get a uh ups shipping label just uh just pay for that and we'll we'll slap it on there um, and maybe
0: it gets to you
1: right well i can't guarantee it uh you do have to pay in advance don't do payment plans because again the, the sofas are not shelf stable <laughs> uh usually
0: you really sold me on this it, yeah. might, it might be the wine talking but you really sold me on this well
1: you know uh in vino veritas as they say
0: who says that
1: <laughs> uh they do they do who's they they uh oh um uh, uh carl the couch and uh <laughs> crisscross okay crisscross right. was yeah. very into uh into wine uh, it's a surprising turn for for his career uh, he's a sommelier now you haven't heard much from crisscross have you <laughs> I don't even know who
0: Chris Cross is.
1: Well, he's uh he's now going <laughs> oh, by Christopher shit. Cross and he is a uh, sommelier down in uh you know the uh the Burbank area. So, uh give him a shout. Christopher Cross.
0: Christopher Cross. The
1: sommelier. What a guy.
0: What a guy indeed. What
1: a guy. <laughs> this is really turned. <laughs> We had a much the, more serious the, talk at the, the beginning, beginning of the last episode. The beginning
0: of our episodes always seem to take like a, a small turn somewhere else, and it's usually because of all the substances that we're abusing all at once. Indeed, you aren't you aren't smoking anymore.
1: I'm not smoking tonight. You're not
0: smoking anymore. No. Was there a reason for that?
1: Well, I'm sm- I'm smoking, but I'm um, I'm doing it a little more sparingly. You know.
0: Uh, oh, you're t- you're taking it back a little. Bit. I'm
1: I'm reeling it back.
0: Well, I'm um, not. So I hope yeah. I apologize before. Oh,
1: no, no, absolutely. I say uh, the, the more the merrier in uh, Bongo Berry tass. We're going to go with that.
0: <laughs> bongo Berry tatas.
1: <laughs> bongo Berry tatas i hate that i really do i apologize to the listener to myself to my beautiful wife are you from like boston
0: are you doing like a boston thing like a Boston? are you i don't know i don't know what this Uh, is (laughs) i really don't know i don't know it's kind of like uh upstate pennsylvania as well like a like a i was just in like a mayor of east town like a mayor of east town type of thing yeah it's like a, a cup of two tree beers.
1: You're not going to pin me down, but I was just in both places. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were in Boston, and you were in up upstate PA
1: in the last two weeks. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're all kinds of fucked.
1: I really <laughs> is what am you're trying to say. I really am. I went up to Boston with my father-in-law for uh, a normal weekend. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. We had a lot of fun
0: he's he's a good guy he's a wild and crazy kind of guy mm-hmm. he uh i can imagine the fun you got up to being totally normal dudes
1: absolutely well <laughs> i really like this voice that i'm doing and i'm gonna keep it um <laughs> yeah we'll see you
0: you you, you say that <laughs> you continue doing you
1: well all right um we uh we didn't get a chance to go to Fenway, but I uh, mm. I, I drove out there afterwards. We uh, we had some pasta.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We bought some weed. Okay. That was fun.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. that's
1: good. Mm-hmm. Some triple chocolate chip. Okay. I got some... Uh, I got... Uh, what did I get? Uh, <sighs> lilac diesel. Okay. supposed to be pretty good. Uh, he got some mac and cheese.
0: Did you not try it? Oh, I did. Okay. I'm just, you know... You're just saying that it's pretty good. Well, it is pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All I right. It. I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just checking. I'm checking you. I'm in records. and out on the
1: weed, you know. Okay. I'm in and out, so.
0: I don't think you smoked last time, so it's the only reason I asked.
1: Well, you know, I get a little, I don't know. I'd rather, since we're doing a two parter today, I'd rather not smoke because I, I get a little,
0: get off a little topic. tired, get a little tired, get a little zany. <laughs> I think with a little bit <laughs> of wine. Little coast off a little bit of a 30 dollar bottle of wine
1: a 30 dollar bottle of wine
0: you Just know what you got to do you got to
1: you really got to put your whole nose in the cup
0: what you got to do is you got to you got to take us so you, this is for all the listeners this is for all the guests out there mm. um do as captain does we're going to take we're going to take a hit but we're going to hold it in we're going to sip some wine and then we're going to exhale cuz we're looking to get fucked
1: In Bongo Beritas. In Bongo Beritas. You have to yell it. Congratulations.
0: In Bongo Beritas. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. um, That's what they say. It's what they say. It's what they say. It's what we say as well. It's what we say. So, um, I hope everyone is enjoying their nights so far. Um, This episode is uh, pre-recorded. It's coming out while I am uh, out of the state. So, I'm glad to do this and and kind of uh, Mm -hmm. have the time to hunker down and do something meaty. Because I was a little bit worried because I'm traveling next week. When this uh, when this episode comes out, so getting to do this ahead of time is really. Thank you, sir. And it's no problem. Um, yeah, you just kind of showed up out of the blue. You were like, "Hey, man, what are you doing? I need to. I need to get the fuck out of here."
1: I didn't say it quite like that. No,
0: he said. He said, "Please come help. Come help me, please. I've been help me, I've Captain. been tied up, and I've been taken advantage of." Uh, so it's been need, holding me down. I need someone to rescue me, and I and it wasn't even from his wife. His wife was just watching. Yeah, she was just there as like a supporting passenger to the experiment. You know what? It was more that she let it happen. Yeah, no, she she's a um uh what what's uh, what's hey the we're word?
1: married by the way, dude. I'm married. You to my have wife. a wife. I'm married to my wife, <laughs>
0: dude. Hey,
1: hey, cheers,
0: hey, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> In Bongo Beritas <laughs> This is gonna be our new hot, this is gonna be our new hot famales.
1: In Bongo Beritas Yeah. Um. No, just uh. You know, and it's it's not even. I love my mother-in-law. I do. And
0: <laughs> you don't have to actually talk about it. I'm gonna it. talk about it because I feel it. like I'm gonna cut it. All right. Because all right. I don't want your wife to actually listen and feel bad. <laughs>
1: because she will and i don't want her to feel bad she's myself a queen but you know yeah all right yeah
0: cut it (laughs) so here we are in bongo berry test in bongo berry test and um (laughs) i'm i'm already i'm already enjoying where this episode is going me too because we're about to read um, we, were, we were talking about it mm. We were talking about it Without it got, you And then got completely uh, derailed No, we mentioned it We mentioned it all earlier in the recording already Wait, what? That, that we are doing a story about, like, camp Like, we're doing camps Oh my god, The reason I did. was talking about camps Is because we're going wait, to camp
1: Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I have some sort Childish of going Childish right? Gambino's first album Oh my god I, he's a sommelier now
0: <laughs> <laughs> didn't you oh, hear shit. yeah he is oh
1: yeah yeah we're going to camp
0: we're going to camp going um, to camp you have some fond memories of camp I, I do have some fond memories of camp um were you ever, like a camp counselor at all you ever do any of that n- no I um, did I was an I, I did a um an acting. I was like a it wasn't a sleepaway camp. I did like an acting. Oh, assistant. like an
1: intensive kind of kind of thing. No. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, like I'm for not listening. little kids
0: for yeah. little kids who wanted to like act and sing and dance. I was like a co-instructor. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, to a director of sorts. Nice. Um, I did that once and uh, it was awful. So I never went back. Right. Anyway. <clears throat> <coughs> We all uh, we all have fun time. Did you ever do any counselors? Oh yes,
1: you counselor. <laughs> yeah, for a couple of years. At this
0: religious camp that you no, went to. Um, at a different
1: camp. At a uh, at a music camp.
0: Music camp. So you also did the music camp.
1: I went. But this to... was like
0: was this like actual music? Like yeah. played music? Oh. Now
1: I did. Uh, I the, the vocal aspect of things was a little bit less up there, but that's what I did. Um, and uh, the first year I went, I was I was awful. And I didn't have any training. And the teacher basically like kicked my ass and was like, hey, you got to you got to take lessons. And the next year I took lessons. It wound up going a lot better. I went to college for it. So I went back and uh, over the summer, I went to the same college that one of the teachers at the camp worked at. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to the same college as her. So she was kind of like she was a saxophone teacher. She was kind of a mentor to me. And uh, we worked at, I, she told me to come work at the camp over the summer. And so I did. Does she know you're married now? <sighs> she does. Yes. She knows she, she does. You have a wife. She met my wife. Okay. She met my wife. Just Actually, making sure. I, my hey, uh, my hey, grandfather. Queen, I'm just making sure. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Listen, my sofa queen, you're so beautiful. I love you so much. I love you. to talk to her. Wait. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um,
0: Every episode is dedicated to you.
1: Anyway. Thank you. Every every episode.
0: No, just yours.
1: Oh, just mine. OK.
0: No, like the five, the All five right. that exist, not the other 300.
1: OK. All right. I feel like that's fair.
0: That I just was mine joking are. at first, but now I'm being deadly serious. <laughs> it's
1: just mine. OK. All right. <laughs> In Bongo Berry. <Beritas. laughs> In Bongo <Beritas. laughs> Um Yeah. So Is I there counseled there. Sword? I counseled there for two years. Um, it wound up just being like I was just a an asshole college student. And um yeah. You know, that's that's who you are at that point in your life. Were you fucking
0: around? Were you let go into this camp and just having a good time or was it serious? Yeah,
1: uh, I was just fucking around.
0: So that's what camp is supposed to be, right? Yeah. I I hope that's the that's the the vibe we get into with this with this episode, because in the last one, it was actual Bible camp. Yeah. So it was kind of funny to read about something being totally serious in that type of context. We
1: need some wet, hot American summer need, in the mix do. here. We, we do. We need
0: some, like some good, good, yeah. you know, and I'm, and I'm thinking the other story I read about a camp was about a fat camp and it was really sad and scary.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, <laughs> so I don't
0: want to go way. that. No, I don't mind heat. it being
1: scary. <laughs> <laughs> I love some good camp oh, stories.
0: If, if, um, no, w- what source is this from? Where is, where did I grab this story? Oh, this is a creepy pasta. Oh, very cool. Okay, so that means it might get kitschy.
1: Cool, I it love it. It might get hammy. I love that.
0: It might be poorly written.
1: That sounds great.
0: I'm okay with that. Me too. Anyway, um, what other what other fun experiences have I had at camp? Is there any do you have any like uh, ghost stories or anything from from the camp? <sighs> yeah, they um up up where uh, up where I went to that camp, they used to talk about the um the the watermelon kids okay in that boonie area Mm -hmm. of like mid mid pennsylvania pocono pennsylvania you know the story of the of these like inbred little pale kids with these huge heads expand just these so apparently if you drove down this specific street in in like pennsylvania just in some in some suburb um There was this town or there was this there was this house that was like off like a dirt road in the middle of fucking nowhere. And it was just like owned by these inbred parents who just like had a bunch of these kids and they all had like weird deformities. But it was mostly that their bodies were like misshapen. So they called them like the watermelon kids. Yeah. Some shit like that. And um, for some reason, one of these kids at this fucking camp I went to just always loved to tell the story of like this, like watermelon baby, you know, like, yeah, this, this kid with like a huge fucking head. And I was just like, this isn't scary at all. In fact, this is really stupid. But it's like it a is gusher testament. situation. It is to, yeah. <laughs> he ate like one really bad pack of gushers and it stuck.
1: There are no watermelon gushers, are there?
0: yes there are there absolutely are but but what i'm saying is the impression stuck because here i am like 20 years later telling the story online to a bunch of people who are listening and and that that is the power of storytelling people Mm. some fuckhead 13 year old thought it would be funny while i was around a campfire when i was like 10 to tell a stupid fucking story and now I'm here <laughs> telling the same stupid fucking story it's like the showers shout out
1: now I won't scare you too much noble listener but uh, oh, beware ready. yeah of shovel man keep your eyes peeled
0: what was shovel man doing like home alone
1: he was just whacking people with shovels man
0: like chopping their heads off sure oh really oh
1: yeah Every counselor told it different Okay They just uh The dude lived up in the mountains Yeah He would come down from the mountains What was he shoveling? Graves
0: Graves Graves Oh shit Some no, say he still lives up in those mountains well, Where need, you live We need graves You know You know it's, what It's a necessity
1: Yeah For those
0: to, to that choose that to go dude, in that direction so
1: many people die Like it's crazy
0: Nothing's, uh, nothing ha- What's the phrase? Nothing's nothing, certain but death and taxes? Nothing is, nothing
1: uh lasts forever But death nope. and taxes No,
0: that's not it at all But I'll take it <laughs> We need graves, though. We need we need someone who's good at digging holes. The problem is the problem holes. is <laughs> if he is double dipping on his own funds and putting the bodies in them, he's never going to be- put himself out of business. He's working so hard. It's like a guy who makes sofas and just sells them for nothing.
1: Well, I don't sell them for nothing. They're very expensive. They're very, very in right now. Uh, I'm looking to get published in a couple of magazines, but uh
0: so anyway, nothing this, in particular. <laughs> so anyway, anyway. Um, we're going to jump into a story hmm. from creepypasta and apparently it's a bunch of parts, so I think we'll just switch off on parts. Yeah, man. Um it's it's an interesting title. I think it it doesn't really give too much away. Um it's kind of stereotypical in nature. Something strange is going on. At Camp Oakwood, well, I definitely didn't go to a Camp Oakwood.
1: I certainly didn't either. Um,
0: but something strange, like the counselor is the Watermelon Kids. The Watermelon Kids are fucking shovel man for for more for holes money. In the ground. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I thought they were being extortionists, and then you were actually making them extortionists. Yes, that's, that's
1: fair. Uh, I'm in a weird place right now. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Lots of Pasta We're going to put you in a weird place right now (laughs) I really hope you enjoy this, everybody (laughs) Bongo Veritas Bongo Veritas Do you want me to start or do you want to start? Why
1: don't you kick it off?
0: Okay Work at Camp Oakwood Looking for maintenance staff No experience needed Okay, so right off the bat We're not the kids at this camp No, We're someone who works there Which is a different perspective The ad stuck out like a sore thumb On the wall at a coffee shop I frequented It was also new Given that I was at the coffee shop The previous day and the poster wasn't there At the time I was unemployed And living at home with my parents So every time I would go to the coffee shop I would browse the wall in search of jobs I could possibly obtain Of course there wouldn't be any big paying jobs available, big money but I hoped there would be something appealing mm. and in the middle of that wall was poster about a summer camp located many hours away from home
1: Sounds I don't ideal. know
0: why I don't, perfect. I don't know why it piqued my interest though it was probably the aspect of me being able to get away from home mm. a job like that would let me live somewhere without my folks it sounded luxurious to me it also paid decently well, so after thinking over it a bit, while well, sipping my fucking douchey Ram. ass medium fucking venti latte with syrup and cum, I decided to take the poster off the wall and bring it home. The sh <laughs> that took I the entire crittles. thing. <laughs> it does. Yeah. The shop allowed that, of course. I wasn't gonna steal anything I wasn't supposed to take. <laughs> as I walked out of the coffee shop I noticed a blonde haired lady and I took her staring at me from the opposite side of the street and once I noticed her we stared at each other for a few more seconds then she began walking away (laughs) great storytelling Right. I found it odd and a little creepy but didn't harp on it and walked home I arrived home and watched TV for a few hours After binge watching a show, I decided to call the phone number on the poster, and after a few rings, someone picked up. Hello? A female voice said, Hi, is this Camp Oakwood? I asked.
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) She answered. Are you calling today to register your child as a member?
0: Oh no. I said, I'm actually calling about your ad, looking for employees. I wanted to apply as a janitor. Oh, our online ad? No. It was a poster in a coffee shop in my town. Huh.
1: Well, we don't print many ads, but we put some up from time to
0: time. It's like Roz's... That's exactly what I was going for. Oh, God. She then asked me for my phone number, email, and asked a few questions. Took a long time. I I told her basic information about myself. After answering them, she told me when I would need to show up to start working. (laughs) It's just this guy is just telling he's just going right for it. Yeah. I was confused and I asked her what she meant. Yeah. She said, you're hired. We need people. Wait, so I don't need to do a background check or something like that, I asked.
1: Nope. I believe everything you told (laughs) me. She said, she said <laughs> you're hired
0: after a few seconds of shock, I became ecstatic. That's great. I said in disbelief, when do I start? <sighs>
1: you will need to come in May 26th for orientation and training. And the first camp will start the following week. The camp has one six week sessions and you'll be working each one. You will be one of our four janitorial visit slash maintenance employees. I am, oh, God. (laughs) She's going to be here the whole time. (laughs) I am your overhead boss, but your supervisor will be Graham. He's head of the maintenance staff. God, I hate that I have to do this voice the whole time.
0: (laughs) Cool. Thank you for hiring me.
1: You are absolutely welcome. I believe you'll do a great job. If you have any more questions, you know where to (laughs) contact me. Welcome to the Oakwood family.
0: It is perfect in its own kind of way. Hmm. Just as she was about to hang up, I realized I hadn't even given my name. (laughs) During the entirety of the questioning and introductions, we both had not given our names. Wait, I never got your name, I said.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry, my name is Amy Garlania, and I'm the (laughs) camp director.
0: Okay, I said, my name is Harrison Tracy, which is a made-up name. I then heard a thump and her gasp. Oh! (laughs) You all right, I asked. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, fuck, oh, I'm good, yeah, I just banged my (laughs) elbow on the
1: desk. Uh, Well, I can't wait to meet you, Harrison, see
0: you soon. I hung up the phone with mixed emotions. While grateful that I had found a job, I found it perplexing that I was hired so quickly. Hmm. I figured there was more to it, but at the moment, I was just too grateful and and exited (laughs) (laughs) to really worry about
1: it. I exited, so I didn't have to worry about it.
0: That night, I told my parents about my new job. My mom was thrilled to hear that I would finally have a good-paying job, but my dad practically spat out his food. Curtis, you okay? My mom asked. Yeah, I'm fine, honey, he said, grabbing a napkin to clean his mouth. You're working at Camp Oakwood? Yeah, I said. It pays really well, and I heard it's an easy job. Sorry for my reaction, Harrison, he said. I haven't heard that name in a long time. That's because I worked there myself many years ago as a counselor. Really? I asked him, to which he nodded. No. (laughs) I proceeded (laughs) to ask him some questions, but he seemed very hesitant to answer them. After failing to get anything, I went back to my room. Later that night, I heard my parents talking in their bedroom. They were trying to whisper but I could still hear a decent amount of their conversation. Just let me put it in just once, just just this once, oh, right, in the, right in the rear. Oh, honey. Oh, my God. We he did this two weeks ago. He can't go, my dad said. That's the place I told you about. We don't know if that is, my mom
1: responded. The camp started long before he was born. Nothing's going to happen. If something does, he can handle himself.
0: After all, he has before. They went back and forth for a while. I honestly had no clue what they were talking about. I guess my dad must have had some bad memories from that place or something. When the time came, I packed up my stuff, told my parents goodbye, goodbye, Goodbye. and headed off to Camp Oakwood.
1: Mother, father, goodbye. I've gone to camp.
0: <laughs> Amy told me I would be living in a two-story housing one, wing two. located about 50 yards away from the main camp. There were four apartments, two on each floor. Two or three employees would live in each one. The counselors would be sleeping in the cabins with the campers, so that left the nurses, cooks, and the maintenance staff inside the wing. There were 11 of us, three nurses, four cooks, and four janitors. So, so that's I had So I had 11. <laughs> I had a one-quarter chance of getting a two-person apartment. I didn't really care, but I crave privacy, so I was hoping for the best option. So they no probability. I must have been lucky, because I got the two-person room. When I arrived, someone was inside unpacking. He was a pretty young guy, maybe a bit older than me. I'm 21, but very muscular. I made my way in to introduce myself. Hey, I'm Harrison. I said, Julio, he said, Nice to meet you. I guess you're my roommate. I'm new here, so I don't know who else is here besides you and Amy. (laughs) Julio chuckled, and then he said, Same. At least I'm not alone. Before I could speak again, I heard someone walk in. I turned to see a larger dude, older, with a Santa Claus style beard and tinted glasses. Julio? Harrison? (laughs) He said, his deep voice bellowing. We both said, Yeah? I'm
1: Graham. I'm in charge of you guys. I just wanted to come by and introduce myself.
0: Oh, well, nice to meet you, I said. And you guys as well, Graham said. He then pointed to a guy pulling things out of a white truck before introducing himself as Carson, the fourth and final maintenance worker, Carson just waved to us and continued on what we were doing. Do we start work today? I asked. No, but I will be
1: showing you around. Basically, you will be doing and the like. I'll be next door to y'all with Carson and one of the cooks. I'll come back in half an hour.
0: Then he left. Like he said. Graham returned 30 minutes later. Hey,
1: guys, I'm back. All right, guys, follow me.
0: (laughs) Accompanying Graham was Carson. Now closer, I could get a better look at him. He was old as well, but skinny and bald. He didn't say anything or acknowledge us in the slightest. Hmm. So I assumed he wasn't a social butterfly. He was a cocky cocoon. (laughs) Graham led us to a large golf cart and we all hopped in. As we drove off, Graham began speaking. Okay, so our job's
1: pretty basic. We clean every building three times a week, take out the trash, dust the rooms, get rid of any infestations of any kind mold, mice, lard, anything that comes into the house. We, we also take care, absolutely, we also take care of the nature aspect so, lawn care, trees, etc. The last day of each session is a party day, so we also set up decorations, props, and other kitty stuff.
0: He That's went great. on. You love it. <laughs> he went on about how when we clean the cabins, we have to make sure we put every bag and piece of furniture back into place. We also had to keep an eye out for wild animals as they could be dangerous to the campers.
1: So we're janitors. Maintenance staff and security
0: guards? Julio asked jokingly. Basically, Graham said before bellowing (laughs) aloud. He showed us several of the. This is a long story, and you are way devoted to these voices. (laughs) We're We're
1: gonna make it happen.
0: He showed us several of the activity areas during our drive. This was an archery station, a swimming pool, the lake with a large rope swing. A playground, an open field, a basketball court, a sand volleyball court, wow. and a rec center with ping pong tables, playin', air hockey, with the boys. and a foosball table. There was also a small building that Graham said was a chapel, a chapelle, but Ooh. he said it was never used, because <laughs> those are for nerds, and we wouldn't <laughs> need to worry about it. I'm still
1: surprised Amy was able to get all this situated in just two years.
0: That was Graham. (laughs) The Santa Claus voice.
1: He said it quietly. Oh, Graham said it quietly. Context! I'm still surprised Amy was able to get all this situated in two years, so it's loud (laughs) but quiet, you know?
0: (laughs) I just got checked. What do
1: you mean, I asked. We had to move camps three years ago because the city bought us out.
0: Graham said, knowing he'd have to explain now since I heard it. <laughs> that's
1: heard good it. That's good storytelling. Eminent domain. Why did they buy it all out? Julio. Don't know. <laughs> Julio. West. Y'all know it was Julio. West. It was Julio, I know. Uh, I thought
0: his response was odd, but I didn't ask anything afterwards. After driving around some more, Graham took us to the main lodge. The counselors were already there, and the cooks were in the kitchen cooking dinner. Graham told us to mingle with the new counselors so we could at least know who we were working with for the next seven weeks. Julio and I split off to meet the others individually. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Most of the counselors were teenagers, with only a few being about my age and some being older than that. However, I was immediately made very uncomfortable by the ones I met. Mm. Every time I would introduce myself, they would just stare in astonishment at me. It was as if they were staring at an elite celebrity making a surprise appearance. Some of them would even walk up to me and just stare, not saying anything.
1: It's creepy as fuck.
0: After being made thoroughly uncomfortable, I went into the bathroom and hid until it was time to eat dinner. I sat in the far back corner of the room, away from everyone else. However, even as I ate, I still felt eyes on me. After we ate our food, Amy got in the front of the room and began to speak. It was actually then that I finally saw her in person. She was a middle-aged woman, maybe my parents' age, with grey-streaked black hair wrapped in a ponytail and a face that matched her age. She told us that she was glad we had decided to work and return to work for the camp and that she was excited for another great summer After speaking for a few more minutes, we were dismissed for the night I ended up staying back to talk to Amy about the counselors acting weird around me
1: Well, you and Julio are the only new employees this summer Amy said we usually don't get that many new employees so they are probably just surprised to see someone new.
0: But whenever I said my name, that's when they began to act weird, I said. She just looked at me, not saying a word.
1: Nothing. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? I asked.
1: Nothing. Look, just don't worry about it. If you're still uncomfortable, go back to your apartment.
0: With that, she walked away. I was so confused and actually a little concerned, but <laughs> I decided to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she was right. The counselors might be just really weird people. I walked back by myself to the apartment, but as I was passing the chapelle, something caught my eye. I walked up to Stoop and looked through the window on the door. Inside, there was a small light flickering at the far end of the room. I could see the outline of someone kneeling on the ground, their back facing me. I knelt down and put my ear up to the door to listen, and I began to hear whispering. Dear Savior, I have discovered it, and I will do it. This is what you've wanted. I'm so excited to meet you. I then began to hear crying, (laughs) but not of pain or despair, rather it was crying of joy. (laughs) Then he began whispering again. We won't let you down. I won't let you down we'll all be at peace soon creeped out yeah i decided it was time to go Good call. but when i got up and looked inside i nearly pissed myself the figure was now right against the door looking out the window staring at me with an any angry look on his face i recognized it to be carson i bolted back to the apartment and was thankfully not followed by carson once inside <laughs> I slammed the door behind me, scaring Julio half to death. You get? He asked. Yeah, some dude just scared me on the way back. Just popped out at me from the bushes, I lied. Probably one of those counselors, huh? He snickered. That's not funny, I said. Wait, how did you find out? I could see how uncomfortable you were. Plus, couldn't help but notice that they were constantly staring at you. I didn't respond and just went to our shared bedroom to go to sleep, only to wake up at an unknown time. I heard voices coming from outside my window. I peeked through the blinds to see Amy talking with Graham and Carson.
1: I'm telling you,
0: it's him. Amy said, and I discovered how to finally perform it. Carson said, it's almost time. Look, what? (laughs) (laughs) Do the Santa Claus. I don't... uh, Look. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. Look, whether it's him or not, I don't care. Graham said. He's still my employee, and for all you know, he could be an innocent guy. The last thing we need is for another innocent person being attacked by one of your employees. I'll make sure once again it's him. I haven't figured out how to do it yet, but I'll figure something out. I still question why I let you work here if you don't agree with our beliefs. You told me your reason when I was hired. Besides, you wouldn't be able to let me go without being a, me being a threat to your safety.
0: They kept talking, but I stopped listening. <laughs> it's boring. Yeah, This sucks. <laughs> this is gay. Horrified, so I quietly boring. sauntered back to my bed and curled up in a ball under the blankets julio thankfully didn't wake up from me moving around somehow i managed to fall back asleep and woke up the next morning at breakfast i was eating my food when i noticed that 10 of the counselors at another table were again taking glances at me every few seconds one of them would look my way at that point i had enough and walked over and confronted them what do you want i asked none of them responded to me really i asked angrily You stare at me, and when confronted, you have nothing to say? Before they even got to say anything, I felt someone grab my shoulder. I turned to see Amy looking at me with a stern look on her face.
1: What's going on here?
0: These guys have been staring at me for the last ten minutes, I said annoyingly. I asked them what the problem was, but they refused to answer me. She (sighs) sighed again before speaking.
1: I'll deal with them. Sit back down and eat. I don't need any more shit, starting because of you, Harrison.
0: How is this my fault? I asked her, only to get no response as she walked away. I'd had enough, and decided to throw my food away and walk back toward my apartment. During my walk, I passed by the chapel again. Given that it was now daytime, I decided to get a better look at this place. As I looked around the room, I saw a large painting of a man. The man was pretty tall. He was pretty and tall pretty tall pretty tall he was body stocky and his (laughs) his body (laughs) stocky (laughs) his body stocky and built he appeared to be in his 30s if not a little younger he was shirtless and in his left hand was a red book below the painting was the word a word in blue letters I assumed it was his name but I never heard of his name before it said Sharino which is S-H-A R-R-I-N-O It's really dumb looking Sharino. I was so intrigued by the painting that I didn't even notice someone had walked up to me Uh, it's, it's Graham What are you doing? <laughs> someone asked I slowly turned to see Graham standing there Uh, just looking in there, I said nervously
1: Okay, uh, again, there's no point in going in there Besides, I don't get their obsession with this guy
0: What are you talking about? The people here
1: dedicate this entire place to this guy who the camp is named after. He's remembered as a hero. What did he do? War hero. That's it? Yup. Now come on. I wanna show you where the shed with all the lawn equipment in it.
0: We walked off. <laughs> me still feeling very <laughs> weirded out by everything here. Camp hasn't even started yet, but I already regret coming here. What have I gotten myself into? Da, 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 da. <laughs> 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 God damn. All right. It. Yeah, he's <laughs> a warrior. We do shit.
1: All right. Now come to this spooky equipment with all this spooky shed with all this equipment in it.
0: Do you want to take over as narrator and I'll read everyone else or do you want to keep doing what we're doing?
1: I think that you should give everybody new voices.
0: You could take over as I'll narrator. I'll take over. Yeah, we'll do, do that. Do narrator and I said Uh whenever it's a conversation, you can skip the he said, she said. And I'll said do bullshit. Carson.
1: Yes, you yeah, will. Do I'll Carson. do Carson and then you do. We're,
0: slipping, we're swapping places. Yes. Go for it.
1: Uh, okay. A, day, a few days later, Camp Oakwood's first session officially began. Around 100 campers, aged 5 to 10, were dropped off by their families for the week long stay. Julio and I watched from outside our apartment as the massive children were greeted by a cheerful Amy and all of the counselors. So glad I'm not a counselor, I said. You and me both, Julio responded. After the staff finished their cringy introduction, the campers were all brought to their respective cabins to, I assume, unpack their belongings. Graham told us that, on the first night of each session, there would be a big bonfire that was supposed to symbolize the beginning of the campers' time at Camp Oakwood. Graham put Julio and Carson in charge of setting it up, while Graham and I were to clean it up once the whole thing was done. A 50-50 split of work, as Graham liked to call it. At that moment, I was feeling mixed emotions. On one hand, I was still creeped out by the counselors and other staff, and I didn't know how bad the kids would be. On the other, however... I was really ready to start most of my work so that I could hopefully get my mind off of everyone's behavior around me.
0: Why wouldn't you just leave? Right. <laughs> you're obviously... You're going like, into creepy you're sheds. You're in a cult. And you're a you're janitor. You're literally in a cult.
1: I mean, there's so many janitor jobs out there right now. That's go true. Go and
0: get one. Someone needs to clean up after the cult.
1: Go and get. Know your worth, bro. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't have to wait too long for that. When it, while Julio and I continued chatting, Graham called us over the radio, telling us to hurry over to one of the cabins. Apparently, a camper had already vomited all over his cabin's floor <laughs> and on some of the camper's bags, and we needed to clean it up. I knew, Yikes.
0: A, kid, I knew a kid like that. every, every camp, just grew every up camp everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The sick kid.
1: Yeah. Uh, Graham and Carson were already busy setting up bullseye targets at the archery station. Great. Yikes. Which meant that we, the rookies, would have to get our hands dirty. We grabbed the necessary supplies from the small maintenance shed that was located to our housing wing and hurried over to cabin five. We arrived to see about 20 campers and two counselors outside the cabin holding their noses with their shirts from the smell. One camper stood away from everybody else. You could see stains on the kid's shirt from a mile away. You could also smell it from another city away. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of the counselors, who I had not yet met up to that point, came running on up to us. He was young as well. Maybe my age, which is never established. Oh, With he r-
0: said he was 21.
1: I'm so... It was established. Folks, take a drink. bongo
0: Beritas.
1: <laughs> ah, and Bongo Beritas. Sorry. All right. There you go.
0: Thanks for peeing in that cup. Yeah, I really had to go. (laughs) All right. Uh, Uh, I've uh, I've already called the nurses. He said. They're on their way. Okay. Get the the others away from the building. The last (laughs) thing we need is someone else to get sick. You're right,
1: the counselor said before uh, El Capitan did this, like, semi-racist thing with Julio before turning to the campers and the other counselor, but we have to stick with it now. All right, guys, we're heading to the main lodge. Paxton, stay here. The nurses will be here soon. Everyone else, let's go. With that, they briskly made their escape, leaving Paxton alone with us. We told him to stay outside while we walked toward the cabin. We had all of our cleaning supplies ready but we had to fight the smell and the urge to vomit at the same time. It's good. Yeah, it's all right. We finally... (laughs) What's going on? We finally got (laughs) enough courage to go inside. After several long minutes, we managed to get rid of the vomit itself. The smell lingered, but not as strong as before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really have to explain this. Just as we were walking out, I noticed a poster hanging on the wall above the bed directly next to the door. It was a replica of the painting hanging in the chapel. Hey, look at this, I told Julio while pointing at it.
0: It's just a picture of Horace Oakwood, the guy who founded the camp many years ago.
1: Now he's a vampire. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. Perhaps. That's what Graham told me, I said. Some war hero. Yeah. Julio responded.
0: He defeated a powerful tribe back in the 1800s. They were heavily outnumbered and on the brink of defeat, but Horace mounted a tremendous comeback and managed to defeat the tribe. He was even stabbed in the back, but survived and rocked a pretty neat scar for the rest of his life.
1: So he was a badass, I asked sarcastically. Yep. Julio said before we both laughed. Was he called Sharino? I asked.
0: Yeah, that was the nickname Horace made for himself Horace claimed a warrior needs a unique nickname That separates him from the rest But oh, why Shirino? Honestly, no one really knows <laughs> He never explained how he came up with it It was uh, what it was based off of
1: Interesting, I think it's dumb <laughs> as fuck I responded before grabbing my walkie to Radio Graham Hey Graham, we just cleaned, uh, finished cleaning up the vomit Now what? Oh, about five seconds later, Graham came over the walkie.
0: Okay, Carson and I finished setting up. We now need to go set up the rec center. Start heading over there.
1: That's excellent. (laughs) Juli and I put the stuff back up and walked to the rec center. As I previously mentioned, the rec center was a small shelter that had games such as ping pong, foosball and air hockey. You did
0: mention it in that order. <laughs> yeah,
1: there were also smaller games like checkers and chess. OK,
0: you didn't mention that, you piece of that
1: shit. That were set up on benches and tables. It was mainly used by the more quiet campers during the quote unquote free time of the day, which was during the two hour interval for lunch. While well, it was supposed to have all this stuff, the problem was nothing was set up yet. When Graham drove us by the rec center When we Graham (laughs) When we Graham drove us by the rec center the previous week the doors were closed and the windows were tinted so I couldn't even tell if there was stuff already inside Graham told us what was in there but he never told us that it wasn't set up yet Graham explained that we needed to set it all up so the campers would begin using the stuff the next day There was a small locked shed behind the rec center where all the stuff was kept. It took a while, but we managed to bring everything in and set it all up accordingly. While setting up, I noticed Carson taking glances at me. At one point, staring at me for a solid 60 seconds. (laughs) I was already one could say a minute. (laughs) One could say a solid minute. I was already fed up by the counselors doing this, so I already knew I wasn't going to deal with this bullshit.
0: <laughs> I like that he's, he's getting angrier. What tells the story? Yeah. This but fucking not, bullshit. Still not doing
1: anything about Right, it. I like it. He's complacent.
0: Yeah, he's very complacent. <laughs> he's lazy.
1: It's relatable. I get it. <laughs> However, given what happened in the chapel the week before, I didn't want to confront Carson on my own so I stopped what I was doing and decided to tell Graham, who I found back in the shed pulling out a box full of board games from one of the shelves. Hey, Graham. Carson will not stop staring at me. I don't know what his problem is, but can you
0: please tell him to go stop? Well, why don't you tell him you have a problem with it?
1: He asked me. I really, really wanted to explain that what I had seen the previous week in the chapel, but I bit my tongue ow, and just told I was very creeped out by him. He could probably tell I was holding something back, but he accepted my excuse and told me he would handle it. He gave me the box of board games and left the shed. (laughs) Here you go. As I walked out, I could see Graham and Carson talking, but couldn't hear them because they were talking quietly. In the end, Carson nodded and Graham walked back to the shed. True to Graham's word, Carson didn't stare at me again after that. Well... I at least hoped he didn't. <laughs> After we finished...
0: <laughs> he doesn't even know. He doesn't know if it's going to happen he again. He doesn't the story. know. He's, yeah. like, he's like, I'm making this I clean. hope he doesn't I hope he do. doesn't do it. Oh,
1: well, there it is. Wiping my hands clean of this one. After we finished, we hopped back in the cart and drove back to our housing building. Graham dropped the three of us off and told us to keep our walkies on in case something popped up. He then drove off towards the main lodge building. Julio and I went back inside our apartment and decided to chill for the rest of the day. Let me smoke weed. Absolutely. We had already eaten lunch earlier in the day before the campers arrived, so we wouldn't have anything else to do be- until the bonfire later that night.
0: Bongo y Beritas. In
1: bongo, Beritas. <laughs> While I was on the couch waiting for some show on our really old TV, it was Adult Swim, Julio piped up from the small kitchen.
0: Wonder what made Amy hire a guy like Carson? Beats
1: me, I responded. Amy probably just hires anyone who's interested in working for this camp. He's a very weird guy.
0: I know. You know, I've noticed you're always very uncomfortable around Carson. Why is that?
1: What do you mean?
0: I saw you go complain to Graham earlier today about Carson constantly staring at you. I noticed as well and was just waiting for you to do something about it. But even before that, you were already uncomfortable and honestly, you looked a little scared every time you, we were around Carson.
1: I don't even know what the fuck you're talking
0: about. <laughs> Come on, man! It's obvious you're creeped out by him. You can tell me the reason why. Uh,
1: up to that point, I hadn't told anybody about what I'd seen at both the chapel and outside our window. However, at that moment, I felt like I was trapped in a corner. Julio could tell something was up, so I needed to either come up with an excuse or spill the beans.
0: I'm saying Julio's a mole.
1: Oh shit! Yo, he probably Julio is. Julio is
0: acting super cool with this guy.
1: Yeah, he's he's like trying to get the to
0: make him comfortable. Yeah. he has to be like the everyman of this cult.
1: He's getting him high, he lets these he's like watching sacrifices. TV with him. Yeah, and he's trying to get in. He's, he's trying um, to get the intel.
0: He's like the cleaner. He's like the pet sitter. Yeah, man. He's the one who, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, asshole. Uh, After quick deliberation, I chose the latter. I needed help, and keeping it on my chest would only make it worse. So I ended up telling him everything, from Carson in the chapel to Amy, Graham, and Carson, talking outside our window in the middle of the night. Julio just stared at me, taking in what I was saying. When I was finally done, all he said was, Wow. I'm very creeped out right now, dude. I don't know why he and those counselors act strange around me. It's
0: so fucking weird, dude. Why didn't you wake me up when they were talking outside our room? Dude, I don't know. Well, if something like that happens again, wake me up. Given that you just told me everything... I'm involved in this shit just as much as you are now.
1: He then went outside to smoke a cigarette. I roll them myself. Ooh, what papers do you use?
0: I don't fucking know, I'm not a fag.
1: No! (laughs) Such an asshole. I stood there wondering if what I did was the right decision. I mean, someone needed to know, and the more time I spent with Julio, Uh, I spent more time with Julio since we practically slept in the same room, but I could have told Graham as well since he seemed to be on my side when I found him, Amy, and Carson talking outside my room the previous week. I made a mental note. Ding! To at (laughs) least tell Graham when I had the chance, but I had to find the right moment to do so. Later that night, all the campers and staff gathered around the campfire. I ended up finding the counselor from Cabin 5, and I decided to formally introduce myself. To my shock, he didn't act surprised when I said my name. He introduced himself as Percy, (laughs) before proceeding to tell me that he's been a counselor there since they moved locations.
0: I always like coming back since it's so much fun,
1: Percy said cheerfully.
0: Just being able to hang out with my other friends and giving the campers a good summer camp experience. How's it been for you? Pretty good. Well, good. It's always great to hear that staff members are enjoying it here.
1: I'm just hoping it isn't too chaotic with all these kids running around.
0: Oh, it isn't. These guys are oh, the most perfect. behaved and peaceful kids you'll ever meet. Oh, for real? Yeah. Most of them come from strict, well to do families and they come here to get all gay and let it all out. we only have to discipline maybe five or so campers every session. How do
1: you how do you discipline them? And none
0: of it in the butt. And none of it is ever major.
1: (laughs) Okay. Just a couple of minor
0: scuffles on the playground or escalating arguments over the ping pong paddles. Are you sure?
1: Anything ever major? He paused, mulling over something in his weird head. After about 10 seconds, he continued.
0: Well, don't tell anyone I told you this, but there was one thing that happened a while ago.
1: Before he could finish, while looking me in the eyes, Amy called (laughs) for everyone's attention. She she was standing on top of a bench holding a small bell in her hand. Ding, 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 ding. Hello, everyone. She said enthusiastically. For
0: all of you who are returning for another fun summer, we're just glad to have you back. To those who are new, I would like to welcome you to Camp Oakwood. We are very glad to have you here all tonight, and I am looking forward to getting to know each and every one of you over the next week. We will pass out s'mores soon. But before that, we will sing the camp's official song. (laughs) Don't hit me, baby, one more time (laughs) by Britney Spears. Beautiful song. If you don't know it or are afraid of singing, then that's fine. But to those of you who do know it, feel free to sing along.
1: With that, she raised the bell over her head and shook it. The small bell sounded like a thousand chorusing church bells. I stared in awe, trying to make sense of it. Everyone else didn't really react, as if they had expected this. Yes, as usual. Once the sounds of the bells deafened, she began to sing. None of the words sounded like English. Great. So I wasn't able to understand it. I have to admit, though. She had a beautiful voice. She really does. It was honestly so angelic (laughs) that I looked up at her to make sure that she wasn't playing a recording or something.
0: Yeah, doing that Milli Vanilli shit.
1: (laughs) Oh, baby, baby, (laughs) how was I supposed (laughs) to know? Oh, Oh, my God, that's beautiful. After I looked up, I noticed everyone, though only some were singing along, were all bowing their heads. Well, except for one other person. As I panned the crowd, I saw Graham standing in the back, leaning up against the trunk of a tree. I
0: don't sing, it's gay.
1: We made eye contact with each other. That's gay too. I made a confused face. (laughs) Not as gay. Trying to figure out why he was away from everyone else.
0: Again, because the gay.
1: All he did in response was shake his head in what looked like disappointment, as I am in you. I then turned back around and bowed my face once again. (laughs) Amy finished her song and everyone looked back up at her. She then said excitedly, It's time for s'mores, (laughs) which was met by the cheers of the campers. I got up and began walking over to Graham. He met me halfway. What was that?
0: It's a small ceremony done at the beginning of the camp. Graham said, Amy loves music she studied it in college and has always had a passion for it so she likes to implement it at some points during each session do you do you what language she was singing in I think Italian (laughs) Italian but I could be wrong
1: Graham told me I could get a s'more if I wanted one but I told him I wasn't hungry we just stood there watching everyone else eat their s'mores before they began to disperse back to their respective cabins as planned, Julio and Carson left, so Graham and I were the only ones who would be extinguishing the fire and cleaning up the remnants of chocolate and marshmallows. After cleaning quietly for a while, Graham broke the
0: silence. Real quick, I would have checked out of everyone who was singing if Julio was. Yeah. To see if I could trust him.
1: Because how would he know the song? Right. Yeah. If he was new. Hmm. Yeah.
0: I see you and Percy are getting along,
1: Graham said. Yeah, he's uh pretty chill, I said. I looked up to see Graham smiling while throwing more detritus into a black bag.
0: You seem happy about that.
1: You seem happy about that, I Shit. said.
0: <laughs> no. He said. <laughs> I'm happy because the first night is always so full of joy. The rest of the sessions are just sort of bland. Is it boring? No, it's not that. After the first night, each group follows their own schedule, and each group straight up ignores the others. You would think most of the campers would branch out with those who are older and younger, but they stick together in their age groups like glue. Also, most campers aren't as happy the rest of the session as they are on the first night. Probably homesickness or something. It's been the same for many years, and it honestly makes me a little sad to see it.
1: To be honest, I didn't think Graham could become that emotional or deep. Me either. My first impression of him was a stone-cold, hard-nosed man who did just his job and nothing else. Now he's starting to appear more human. I don't know why, but I was just fascinated by it. So fascinated by it that I forgot to tell him what I had told Julio hours before. We finished cleaning up not too long after and went back to our respective apartments. Julio wasn't there when I arrived, but his car wasn't either so I guessed he'd left the campgrounds to do something. I didn't know if that was allowed once the session was in progress, but I decided not to do anything about it. Once I got inside, I did decide to take a shower. After spending about ten minutes under the shower head, I turned off the water, grabbed a towel, and pulled open the shower curtain. (laughs) I then took a shower. After drying off, I went to grab my clothes, but when I checked the countertop, they were missing. Fuck! <laughs> I thought I had placed them on the countertop when I got in, but I, I don't know. I must have forgotten to. So I wrapped the towel around my waist again and started walking toward the bathroom door. That's when I noticed the bathroom door was cracked open. I was positive I had shut and locked it, so my body immediately tensed up. My phone was in my bedroom charging, so if I had to call for help, I would have been. It, I would have to build up the courage to get out of the bathroom. I eventually peeked my head outside the door, and when I did so, I saw no one in sight. Leo! <laughs> I called out, hoping he was just pulling a messed up prank on me. I got no response. I peered back to my left and found my clothes on a chair next to the table. Damn it, I left him out in here, I thought to myself as I reached for him. All of a sudden, a bright flash filled the room. <laughs> I don't know why that's the noise for it. That's okay. I turned around and saw a hooded figure dressed in black and wearing sunglasses holding a camera. I cursed out loud in shock, (laughs) and the hooded figure ran for the door. Amid the chaos, I managed to grab the back of his hood, making the back of his head visible. Before I could do anything else, the hooded figure opened my door and ran out into the night. I would have ran after him, but I knew I was only in a towel and barefoot, and the ground outside was gravelly, so I knew there would be no (laughs) chance I could get him, although I didn't see his face. I knew who it was. I recognized him based off the blonde, fade-styled haircut. It was Percy.
0: Percy! Percy, Percy. Great. Cool. This is part three. Switching it up again, part three. (laughs) Sounds good. Julio returned a few minutes later to find me shaking in terror. Dude, you all right? He asked worriedly. Somebody broke into the apartment and took a picture of me, I told him. It was Percy. Who's Percy? (laughs) The counselor from cabin five. Have you called the police yet? Not yet. I guess
1: I'm still in a state of shock. Okay, I'm going to call Amy. Go put
0: your clothes on. I grabbed my clothes and went back into the bathroom. Through the door, I could hear Julio on the phone. About two minutes later, you know, I was a bitch loud again. knock at the door, and Julio opened it, and both Amy and Graham walked in. Amy quizzed me on what happened, wanting to make sure that it was indeed Percy who broke in. Graham, meanwhile, sat there silently. After several minutes of questioning, Amy got up to leave. I asked her if she wanted me to call the police, but she said it wouldn't be necessary
1: if i can get him to both confess and destroy the photo then we should be all right i can just send him home besides if he didn't steal or break anything all he did was just take a photo of you i don't think the police should be involved
0: before i could even respond at all she slammed the door leaving the three of us in the apartment sorry about
1: this harrison
0: graham said hey no need to apologize you have nothing to do with this right
1: i know but still you're my employees as your boss your well-being is one of my priorities percy's probably gonna get fired
0: i don't even know if it was him all i saw was the back of his head and percy's hairstyle and its color was the closest one to it i i just can't believe percy pretended to be normal around me and not at all gay i guess him telling me nothing major ever happening around here must have been a complete lie to gain my trust. Guess the same goes for the major event that happened a few years ago.
1: Actually, that part is true.
0: Julio! Graham yelled, causing me to jump. Shit, sorry. What? (laughs) Both of them looked away from me, (laughs) not saying a word. Julio already said it's true, so you guys might as well tell me now. Or maybe i should go and ask amy about it before i could even move graham stood up and grabbed me by my arm with a very painful grip do not make that mistake he said to me i now legitimately scared just nodded and he let go of my arm
1: all right i will tell you but you need to promise me you will not tell amy at all same with you julio though i doubt you will
0: julio nodded while i remained silent graham sighed and then began
1: Five years ago, a young camper named Sharon went missing after supposedly wandering off during a group hike. Amy freaked out when she heard the news and spent a full day and night searching for her alone in the woods. She didn't want to, but eventually she had to call the police. The camp was shut down. All the campers were picked up and taken home. They eventually found Sharon a couple of weeks later. Not going to go into detail on what happened to her. One of the counselors was arrested after his DNA was found at the crime scene. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity and was sent to a psych ward. Amy tried to reopen the camp the following summer, but not many families signed their kids up out of fear that something would happen again. So summer after that, Amy changed two things. Have younger counselors and move the camp to a new location. She didn't change the name, though, as she really couldn't.
0: I thought you said the city bought the land out through eminent domain.
1: That's what she was ordered to say. She told us to lie so that we could move on from the tragedy. Amy Carson and I are the only ones left from the original camp, and she told us not to ever speak about it ever again. However, it's an open secret, so to speak, and many of the new employees either know about it or eventually hear it from one of their co-workers. However, if Amy found out we would still talk about it, she would have her heads on a silver platter. I already knew this stuff before I came here. Remember how Graham said it was at a different location? Well, the city Camp Oakwood was originally located in was actually my hometown. And that murder was the talk of the town. You heard about it, whether you wanted to or not
0: So does this have something to do with why Amy doesn't want the police involved? Sort of
1: She doesn't like the police being involved because she's afraid that any other crime, not, no matter how small it is, could ruin the reputation of the camp again Camp Oakwood is actually one of the more popular summer camps in our region, so another criminal act could hurt us again But for your case, I don't think so Like Amy said, if nothing was stolen, and the only thing done, besides breaking into the apartment, was taking a photo of your naked back, then there would be no need. It's not a serious issue. I doubt she'll call the police for something as small as that.
0: So wait, why exactly does she not want new employees and campers to know what happened to that girl?
1: Would you want... Would you want everybody to keep talking about how one of your campers was murdered by one of your employees several years ago? Uh I guess not. That's what I thought. Look, sorry to come off so aggressively, but I want to protect my job and follow the rules. I could care less if someone else told you, but I refuse to talk about it anymore. Amy's a scary lady when she gets angry. In fact, I'm going to go find her and make sure she
0: doesn't do anything to Percy. Immediately after saying that, he got up and left. I'll
1: I'll talk to y'all later.
0: Wait, what did he mean by the fact that Amy couldn't change the name? Oh, you don't know? He asked me. Julio asked me. I shook my head and he continued. Camp Oakwood is the name of about
1: 30 camps across the world. Not of the country, but the world. Are you
0: serious?
1: Yeah. They started the franchise of camps around 30 years ago. There's only one camp located in each country. 30 camps, 30 countries. We're like any other summer camp with one caveat. We only accept approved campers and employees. It must be from a select family and approved by the camp director of the camp they applied for. Makes it easier for the camp to run if we at least accept campers and employees who we know won't be a problem.
0: Maybe that's why all the counselors act so damn weird, I thought to myself. I guess me, Graham, and Julio are the only normal people that they've ever hired. damn moments later we got another knock on the door and Julio opened it to reveal a police officer (laughs) Harrison Tracy he asked that's me
1: (laughs) I'm officer Marino I'm here to get your statement on the break-in that happened earlier tonight Percy has already confessed and is currently detained however we want to get your statement about what happened the
0: more facts the better huh Guess she did decide to call the police. Here I am. (laughs) I thought to myself. I gave a brief rundown on what had happened, and Officer Marino thanked me and left.
1: Alright, thanks. Talk to you later.
0: (laughs) I was up nearly all night trying to figure out what Percy's motive was. Nothing appeared to be stolen, so I couldn't really say robbery was the main motive. I did come up with a crazy theory that maybe his motive was to take an indecent photo of me, and then use it as some sort of blackmail. However... I wasn't completely naked, I was wearing a towel pretty much up to my belly button, and my back was facing him. All he would have said was the back of my- all he would have saw was the back of my head, the back of my neck, and my entire back. My back, my back, my back, neck, my, my, back. Back, and my, my back. back, which kinda amounts to nothing. Eventually, I decided to just let it go and move on. Percy had been taken away, he was no longer a threat to me now. <laughs> I should have said so just let him dumb. go Because all he did was take a picture of my back It's fine No, take him off, coffers I hope he rots <laughs> It's like
1: everyone's going to him and saying You're fine, this doesn't mean anything You're good, bro
0: We followed suit and ran over to the chapelle oh A few people were yelling for the nurses And eventually we found Graham in the crowd And asked what happened Carson stabbed himself Um, what? <laughs> That's all I really know for sure I wasn't close enough to see it, but I've heard a couple of people say he was screaming while holding a knife. A few minutes later, the nurses came out with Carson. The front of his shirt was stained red. Everyone stared in awe as he was carried towards the nurse's station. I noticed no ambulances or EMTs around, so I guess Amy didn't want them involved either. After the small hysteria ended, everyone went back to what they were doing. Graham told us we would have finish any work we still had that day without Carson, which thankfully wasn't too much. We ended up finishing around 2 p.m. As you can probably imagine, I was near my breaking point. In fact, I was very close to going up to Amy and handing in my resignation. Fucking do it! However, a part of me wanted to at least finish this session in order to get some money. I didn't care if it was much, but I would rather leave with some money rather than no money. They have to I've pay come this far. Why stop seriously, now? You worked hours! But still, I was seriously coming close to quitting. I'd had enough of the secrecy and weirdness of it all. At around 6 p.m., while I was still contemplating whether I should quit or not, I got a text from Amy.
1: Meet me at the house I need to talk to
0: you I sighed and began putting my shoes on What's up? Julio asked from the couch Amy told me to meet her at the house I don't, I don't know why
1: Probably heard about Graham telling you about Sharon's murder
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I responded and walked out Amy lived by herself in a single floor house on the other side of camp After several minutes of walking I eventually reached the house. I knocked on her front door and she opened up.
1: Good. You're here. Come on in.
0: She led me into her kitchen and told me to sit down, and once I was seated she sat down directly across the table from me. So why did you want me to come over here? I wanted to
1: check up on you. How have you been doing since Percy broke into your apartment?
0: I'm doing alright.
1: Glad to hear that. Would you like some coffee?
0: Sure. She got up and grabbed two cups from her cupboard, then grabbed the coffee pot. She began to pour coffee into my cup when all of a sudden she dropped the pot, spilling hot coffee all onto my shirt. I screamed out in pain from the hot coffee and Amy began profusely apologizing for spilling it on me. Oh, I'm
1: so sorry, Harrison. I'm so clumsy.
0: It's fine. It burns like a bitch, though. Well, here,
1: give me your clothes. I'll wash them for you. It's the least I could do.
0: I didn't give up my shorts, but I gave her my shirt. I turned around to grab more paper towels to clean up the coffee on the table.
1: What's that on your back?
0: I asked her where on my back, and she pointed near my waistline, right where the waistband of my shorts were. I didn't even have to look in the mirror to know what she was pointing to. My scar. I got it when I was little. The reason why, though, is pretty messed up.
1: What do you mean? Are you Harry Potter?
0: I described to her what had happened. There was a wizard, and my mom was an idiot, and my dad was dead.
1: You forgot to talk about Hagrid!
0: Snape was gay. It was, without a doubt, my worst childhood experience. Flashback, flashback, flashback. I was six years old at the time! I'm not gonna read it. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. I was outside playing by myself in my backyard, kicking a soccer ball around. I would spend a lot of afternoons outside doing whatever I wanted. I had just kicked the soccer ball into the miniature goal I had when I heard the backyard gate screech open. I turned to see a red-haired woman with a scary face. Before I could even let out a scream, she charged at me. I don't remember much after that, but I do remember being rushed into the hospital and my parents crying hysterically. My back was on fire, and I remember seeing blood on my clothes. Thankfully, the wound wasn't too serious, and I was stitched up and good to go. My parents quickly moved to another town several hours away, which is where I still live now. The woman was never caught, even though my dad got a full view of her face. He said he didn't recognize her. He said he didn't recognize her and even though he met with a sketch artist no new leads came of it
1: so you have no idea why this woman did this to you
0: not a clue i'm
1: sorry to hear that well i'm gonna wash your clothes i'll have a dry towel in the bathroom down the hall you can use to dry off i'll be back soon
0: with that she walked off and i went to the bathroom to dry off after i got out i saw another room down the hall with a bluish light coming from it i looked inside to see the light was coming from a turned on computer monitor i looked at the webpage and discovered it to be a chat room there were about 30 people in it and i recognized a few names including julio carson percy and amy curious and a bit snoopy i scrolled through the chat logs and eventually reached the week i had applied for the job my body tensed up while I read that what they were talking about. Given that I don't remember everything that was said, I'll try and recount uh, the important bits of it. Some of the names I don't recognize, but I will state them anyway.
1: He hasn't called yet, but I hope he will soon. Based on the look on his face, he seemed very interested.
0: Awesome. Hopefully you hear back
1: soon. Raphael.
0: Has anyone found the right servant yet? I'm tired of waiting wendy no andy just tried another one but that one also failed i'm hoping we find out soon the world is a mess
1: if he's who i think he is we could do it
0: remember these traits we have to carve it in the same way it was carved into horus and the same amount of time it took and with the same angle of the crescent
1: xander Kurt said the date of an important day in his life could correlate the pages of his book and the corresponding prayer. Julio, I know, but we've already tried the day of the battle and his birth and death dates and the pages corresponding to them. We'll have to keep digging. Maybe Kurt was wrong. I mean, we all remembered what happened, right? Shut up, Raphael. He was right in some parts, yet he was too much of a coward to admit I royally fucked up.
0: I scrolled down to another conversation, which was dated a few hours after I discovered them talking outside my window.
1: I'll figure out a plan soon. I'll keep you guys updated. I'm also currently thinking of a plan B, (laughs) in case the plan A doesn't work, though I highly doubt that will happen.
0: We have to make sure it's him. But we also have to make sure Graham isn't in our way.
1: If I see anything, I'll let you know. He just spilled the beans to me. Said he saw you three talking. Well, shit. Okay, stick to the plan. Everyone is coming in soon. We need this to work. So okay. you were right.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. It's, it's, it's telegraphed, my man.
1: Very obvious.
0: The last message was right after that, and it was dated from the morning after Percy broke into my apartment. That morning... I figured out the first process. Haven't solved the other one, though. It's a different prayer, but I don't know which one specifically. I could feel my heart racing a mile a minute as I... Oh, okay. I could feel my heart racing a mile (laughs) a minute as I stared at the computer screen. I had a deep suspicion that there was more to Percy breaking into my apartment, and this seemed to confirm it. I looked up towards the top of the screen to find another tab opened. I clicked on it to reveal a grid of black and white security cameras. My stomach churned when I saw one of a very recognizable bedroom, my shared bedroom. It was being filled from the. T- it was being filmed from the top corner of the room i had never noticed it before so it must have been hidden in the wall Mm. there was a date and a time slot near the edge of the screen and i decided to snoop through it sure enough it showed me and julio going through our daily rituals i then noticed that one of the cameras was outside the housing wing on the corner of the building which gave a perfect view of our front door i decided to navigate to the footage of the previous night And as I expected, Julio left a few minutes before I got back. It then showed me walking in and shutting the door. I fast-forwarded to about ten minutes later. What I saw sent chills down my spine. Percy walked up to the door, but behind him was Amy. Amy stepped forward and used a key to unlock my door. Both of them went inside. A minute or so later, Amy came out and gave a thumbs up to Percy inside my apartment. A few minutes later, Percy sprinted out of the apartment, and a couple of minutes after that, Julio pulled back into the small parking lot next to the wing. I couldn't believe what I had just seen. The whole shit had been planned, but Amy, by Amy, but why? I couldn't understand why. And then I realized my scar My scar would be the only noteworthy thing on the back of my body. However, I knew for a fact that my towel covered it up, considering how close it was to my tailbone. Also, my scar was a straight line. It wasn't that impressive. If anything, I thought to myself, Horace's crescent stab wound would be much more impressive than... But then it hit me. I couldn't believe that this little detail slipped into my mind I never considered it important and none of my co-workers mentioned it to me although how seemingly obvious it was Sharino is my name unscrambled on, <laughs> that's why it sounds so fucking dumb And I didn't realize. Oh my god. Before I could even process any more information, I heard Amy yelling from down the hallway, announcing that my shirt was ready. I shut off the computer and briskly made my way back to the kitchen. I made it just in time, because she arrived in the kitchen about five seconds later. I thanked her, trying to hide my fear as best as I could, and raced back to my apartment. I grabbed the keys and dashed to my car, only for my worst nightmare to be realized. My tires were slashed. Damn. I raced back inside the apartment, and Julio wasn't anywhere, but I saw his car in the parking lot. Honestly, though, I was glad he wasn't there. I saw his name in the group chat. He was in this shit just as much as they were. I didn't know what to do. My only way of transportation was now ruined, and I didn't know the woods well enough to try and run out into them. I was hyperventilating and on the verge of tears, so I drank some water and I began to plan out my next steps. I had to stay calm, but I also needed to be quick if I wanted to get out of here.
1: Gotta stay hydrated.
0: After about 20 minutes of debating what would be the best course of action, I decided I should at least call for help. Whether it was the police, my parents, or somebody, I went to grab my phone, but then I began to feel awful. My head started spinning, my vision blurred, and I began to feel sick and weak. That's all I remember before passing out. I jarred awake at an unknown hour, I didn't know how long I had been out, but it appeared to have been for a while, and I found myself on the floor near the couch. There were no lights on in the apartment, but I saw an orange light coming from outside. I cautiously peeked out the window. Outside, surrounding a campfire, were the counselors and the other staff. I saw Julio, Amy, and the other staff members I recognized all sitting around the fire, talking. Graham wasn't anywhere in sight, neither was Carson, but I saw Percy near the back of the group. There were also no campers in sight. Before I could even react to try to figure out what the fuck was going on, my phone dinged. I checked my phone to see that it was a text from a number I didn't have on my cell phone. It read,
1: Get out of the apartment through your bedroom window. There's a bicycle located right outside the window. Take the path behind your building and bike towards Redacted. Use your phone for directions. Make sure you're not followed.
0: Just as I finished reading that, I felt the familiar feeling of having eyes on me again. I didn't want to look up, but forced myself to. Everyone at the campfire was now watching me. They were all looking at the window, staring at me with hateful, evil looks on their faces. I immediately bolted toward the bedroom window and practically ripped it off the screen. Outside was a large yellow bike resting against the wall. I hopped on and started pedaling as fast as I could down the path, with it eventually leading me into the dark forest.
1: Damn.
0: End of part one.
1: Ooh, I'm thinking we get into some human sacrifice shit.
0: Oh, we're definitely getting we're on human, the human sacrifice shit. We're we're a we're a creepy cult that lures people in, and I guess some type of matron or something chose him when he was when he was a kid. And yeah. they've probably been like tracking him ever since.
1: Do you think Amy just got her hair dyed?
0: You think well she said could've the been woman. Her. She said the woman didn't look familiar, or that okay. at least um at least Huh. I don't know. What about the woman who was murdered? Could have been her. Could have been her too. Well,
1: they could've thought it was her and she actually it ah. go, Oh, maybe you can pass on the scar.
0: Sharino, Sharino, <laughs> how I didn't pick up on that, It's probably because I'm high, he's so high, yeah. Bongo Beritas, in
1: Bongo Beritas, hey, well, that's part one,
0: how'd you feel about that part one,
1: well, it's very poorly written, but it's uh <laughs> it's a joy to fucking
0: behold, it's very poorly written, how about our voice work, i you
1: know what i You're enjoying yourself i'm having a good time uh, i think you are too um those are the those are the vibes that i'm need, picking up do on. do you
0: need me to reinforce i of course i'm having a good time reading stupid ass voices stupid fucking can you story
1: confirm that again can you just like reassure you can you tell me the ways that you're having
0: a good time no. Um, no, okay. <laughs> so, All right. So, anyway, that was. Um, I'm having a good time. Strange things are happening at Camp Oakwood. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Strange times at Camp Oakwood. Something Long weird Night? is
1: happening at Camp Oakwood. The life and Something times strange. of weird things <laughs> yeah, at, <the> life at, <laughs> Camp at Camp Oakwood. Oakwood. Right. Get on down to Camp Oakwood because weird things are happening.
0: That's what it should be called. Yep. Uh, I hope everyone's having a, a good time um we're we're gonna we're gonna jump into part two like fucking immediately but you have to wait a week <laughs> so i hope everyone uh enjoyed part one and of course leave your comments uh predictions down below i want to see which of you <laughs> are totally in tune with what is about to happen or not um we definitely think some cult <clears throat> Whoa Sacrificial <laughs> bullshit is gonna suck, fucking yeah. take
1: place um, But you're you're smarter than I am Any any most of you listening So
0: <laughs> Bongo Berry In
1: and, and Bongo Berry So uh,
0: yeah I hope yeah. all you fuckers are drinking your $30 bottle of wine And, and um, sign up
1: for the couch subscription
0: And I want you to once again listen to Sofa King's uh, who I didn't even fucking like introduce this episode. Oh
1: yeah, by the way, I'm the Sofa King.
0: Yeah, and what what what's your shtick?
1: Well, I have a, a sofa store out in Lidditz, PA. Uh, it's in the middle of the state. Uh, well, you know, when I say come down to uh, the sofa, the Sofa King store, I have a I have a new uh, I have a new jingle that I just uh, that I just came up Hit with. Me. Okay, Hit me with it. when you're feeling down, don't wear a frown. Come on down. To Sofa King's store. It's gonna be great. We have couches in store, in our store, and so much more. And you're gonna be great because you get down to Sofa King's store. Come on down. That's the song. And that's how the commercial ends. I say, that's the song.
0: Away to the day's end. land until we stand at the shore at the shore